Welcome to the RE Podcast, the first dedicated RE podcast for students and teachers. My name is Louisa Jane Smith, and this is a very special edition to celebrate one year of the RE podcast. Thank you so, so much for listening to it, for downloading it, and for being so supportive and wonderful. I've reached 12,000 downloads over the last 12 months, and that is far beyond my wildest dreams. And it's down to you guys, so thank you so much. In order to celebrate this, I'm going to make three little special episodes with little samples of each programme from each season. So please enjoy. But me personally, I see myself as a bit of a social justice feminist warrior with some fluffy edges. So my childhood was just highly dysfunctional, very unpleasant, quite violent. And I didn't have any female role models I can remember. There were women around me, and I'm not criticising these women, but they weren't women that I looked up to and thought I want to be like that. And so I've spent much of my life looking for female role models. And I also knew, in fact, I can remember thinking this really clearly when I was about 15, that I really wanted something different. And actually, one thing I just want to ask before we move on is from the students of at Miss VRE on Twitter. They'd like to know how you do it. So, Zam, how do you do it? (laughs) <laughs> How do you do it? You know what? You just do it, which sounds like it's like Nike just do it. There's the slogan that they have. You just do it. The way that Eva celebrated it for me is a real marker of the fact that Islam is so not frozen in time. And we've heard about different cultural perspectives. You know, I remember being younger and doing the rounds and knowing which aunties were going to give you a fiver and which were going to slip you a sticky toffee. And we judged that. So if mum say, oh, we're going to Auntie Senses, do you want to come? And I'd be like, is she a fiver auntie or is she a rubbish toffee auntie? And that's how I decide if I'm coming or if I'm staying home and eating more kebabs. When talking about Siki in the classroom, in terms of language, what is the most authentic language? Mm. Yes, yeah, so the very fact that you're using Sikhi and not Sikhism, I think, is really important. Now, if we look at human history from the perspective of the Abrahamic faiths, so I'm talking Christianity, Islam and Judaism, because they all came from a man called Abraham. Then the death penalty was recorded in the story of Adam and Eve, who disobeyed God and ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and the punishment was death. Do you know what the first thing God ever said to humans was? Right back in Genesis chapter 1, be fruitful and increase in number. So no rules, no regulations, just a simple instruction to have sex. I like Ari because it teaches you about other people and you get to know more about others because Ari teaches you how to communicate better. I like RE because I like thinking about the bigger issues in the world and I like how there is usually never a black and white answer and the variety of views and ideas. I think it's important because for many years fights have been going on and I really want to stop it. So if you learn RE, you know how to communicate with others better and you learn how to respect them and their religion and not offend them or their culture. Why do you think, Giles, that so many films pick up on this theme of Messiah? Well, as you say, Messiah essentially means a saviour, someone who comes to save, and another word for that would be a hero. You know, we as human beings, we look out there and we see that things are not in the right in the world, and we want someone who can come along and fix it. So I'm vegetarian. I'm not sure what what dietary. I'm vegetarian as well, but I wasn't always vegetarian. And I really do miss my KFC, but the thing is, is, uh, yeah, I, 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 yeah. 
I'm a very spiteful vegetarian, but then I've, I've built a, a conscience over time and I'm thinking, oh, yeah, I drove past a KFC yesterday and I was like, oh, no, why, why am I vegetarian? But again, we've got to have a... When you start thinking of higher purposes and things like that, then that's what, that's what drags you back, I suppose. But yeah, I became vegetarian in my early 20s. So it's been probably about about 10 years that I've been vegetarian. But yeah, I miss it. But I know why I am. So that's what keeps me going. Ash, Linda McCartney do like a popcorn chicken bucket. So it's vegetarian. Wow. It's not It's not real chicken. <laughs> that's made it all better. I swear to God, <laughs> it is so lovely. Is it? I'm vegetarian as well. And if you taste this, you're, I think it will fill that hole that KFC has left. Will it? Thank you. That, yeah, I've been yeah, looking yeah. for that, that gap filler for a very long time and I'm glad I've come onto the podcast. Yeah. The Ten Commandments are arguably some of the most famous laws in history, but... Where do they come from? What do they mean? Are they still relevant in the 21st century? Now, I wonder how many of them you can remember off by heart. I mean, I'm guessing most of you know two or three, but pause this episode, count how many you can remember. So, how many was it? I also wonder how many of you used the word thy as you tried to remember them. Strange, isn't it? The word thy hasn't been used in the English language for about 500 years. But for some reason, we feel the need to use it when quoting the Ten Commandments, as though somehow God is a 17th century Lord and he won't understand it if we use modern language. But of course, the Bible wasn't written in English. My name is Louisa Jane Smith, and this has been the RE Podcast. The podcast for those of you who think RE is boring, which it is. I've just proved it to you. But thank you so much for letting me bore the life out of you.